Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Johnny Gargano, more like Johnny Gargon, am I right? It does work, and I'm sticking with it. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, your jam that champion, without my title belt, because it's still in the office, and I haven't been back there since we had a test, a positive case of COVID. We're going back in tomorrow, because we've all had our negative results back, so I can pick up my belt then. And I'm joined by uh, former the wrestler now just tempo to how are you doing today, <laughs> yeah that's gonna be my next uh twitter name for sure <laughs> I'm, I'm not too bad luke thank you for asking we got to watch this show which was a solid all right a solid yeah, exactly. all right now we're gonna get to talk about it so i'm i'm all smiles and peaches and gravy me too. I also, as well, a lot of people have said to me today. I mean, a lot of people in the chat have said that. Surely, I mean, this person right here. Surely, that uh, Gargano makes more sense. And you're right; it probably does. But the fact that five people have now said it to me, I'm just not doing it. I'm now just do not doing it out of spite. I'm doing it because my title was worse, and I'm st and I'm doubling down on it, and I'm sticking with it because that's the sort of man that I am right now. But I do appreciate everyone telling me that it was wrong because it's not great. I appreciate commitment. You know, <laughs> commitment to the bit is is the most important thing when you're doing a bit. It's exactly it. Yeah, my title was bad. Other people made a better suggestion. I'm sticking with my bad one. <laughs> I did it. I did it very early today. I'm sweating already. I'm going to take my cardigan off. Anyway, so we're here to talk about NXT War Games, but more specifically, the fact that there were a ton of hints throughout this show that this was the final appearance of Johnny Gargano. In an, not technically in an NXT ring because he did announce at the end of the show, or like in a post-show thing, that he is going to be at NXT this Tuesday and he'll announce what's going on with him there. Uh, but like the promo segment that they had backstage with the the black and gold thing, Johnny Gargano coming out to a rebel heart, he, you know, it was the Gargano of old. The commentary putting over the fact that this man, without this man, there would be no NXT. Like it really did feel like this was the final match 
for Johnny Gargano in NXT. What did you make of it? It was so interesting because it was so on the nose. It was so much more on the nose than we're used to from NXT. Like there was nary a mention of Adam Cole leaving the company when he wrestled Kyle O'Reilly at the last takeover. And then this yeah. one, it was set up as this is Johnny Gargano's farewell match, basically, without saying as much, but they definitely framed it that way. So I don't know. They did such an intense job of framing it that there's a part of my brain is like, well, maybe he's not leaving. Maybe this yeah, is right? all just a swerve. And he's just going to say that he's he's signed a new contract and he'll never leave NXT. Hoorah. But I don't know. It's very interesting. But I thought everything that they did on this show regarding Johnny Gargano was was good. I loved hearing Rebel Heart again. Yeah, it was really nice. So this is what Gargano said after the show went off the air. He said, you guys are saying thank you to me because the crowd were chanting, thank you, Johnny, in the same way they did for Kyle, because it felt like this crowd also felt that this was Kyle O'Reilly's last NXT match. We know it's not because he's going to be having a match on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but this is what Gargano said. You guys are saying thank you to me when really I want to say thank you to all of you. Without you, there wouldn't be a Johnny Wrestling, and that's true. You guys know I love you right back. Uh, but with that love, I'm an open book to you guys, and I'm always 100% honest and 100% authentic with you because I feel like you guys aren't just fans. We know each other for such a long time. You guys are like my family. This is like my family. And right now, I'm beat up, I'm sore, I'm tired. I've got a lot on my mind. But I want to tell you guys everything, and we'll tell you guys everything this Tuesday night, okay? Thank you. We'll come back right here Tuesday night, and I'm going to tell you everything, okay? So, his contract ends on December 10th, and uh, Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful Select, going to give Fightful Select a, a little sub over on Patreon, we love Sean, uh, wrote... We're told that many within the company are operating on the assumption that neither man, that being Gargano and O'Reilly, will be around after this week. Both have been offered multi-year deals and were brought to SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, and it's been communicated to both men that the company wants to retain their services. Some talent we spoke to said they personally weren't giving their farewells to the two just yet because they expect to see them both uh, backstage at NXT on Tuesday those were right it was not specified if they're booked for this week's nxt but one source high up within wwe indicated to fightful that their quote worst case scenario end quote looked like even if they were uh, looked looked like even if they re-signed both one would take some time off the prevailing belief among those that we spoke to is that they expect both contracts to expire and at least one to outright leave the company after exploring their options now to break that down a little bit so this was written pre-War uh, Games. So Sean didn't know then when he wrote this that both of them were going to be essentially be booked for this coming Tuesday, right? If I'm to break that down, and based on something that someone has been saying a lot in the chat, although I haven't seen that reported anywhere else, Gargano may re-sign and just take some time off and basically just go on paternity leave. Mm. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's very much a possibility. You know, obviously... We do not know Johnny Gargano's situation. We do not know what his priorities are, but he's in a different situation than a lot of people. You know, he's got paternity leave coming up, and if you just need a break, you know, taking a few months off or for something like that could, you know, be the the reason to take time off. You know, that that gives you a little bit of a break that you might need. That and Candice LeRae is still there. You mm -hmm. know, and when you look at you know, I'm sure that that Britt Baker being in AEW influenced Adam Cole's decision to go. 
perhaps Candice LeRae being in NXT would influence Johnny Gargano's decision to stay. And we don't know that until a decision is made. So there's just a lot of factors here where I don't think it's a done deal one way or the other that he's going or staying. I think it's just, you know, completely up to him with what his priorities are. For me, if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, but if I was a betting man and you would want you to put me on the spot and say, do you think he's re-signing? I think he's already re-signed or he is on the precipice of re-signing. I think he's going to cut this promo on Tuesday where he is going to say, I have been the, the heart and soul of NXT and I'm going to remain the heart and soul of NXT. I don't think Gargano's going. Like you, you said there that the, the, you know, this match felt like it was built around it being his final match. They put so much emphasis on the fact that this feels like his final match. Tommaso Ciampa put out uh, that video as well, the, the backstage segment and everything. It just feels like, and you said the Adam Cole thing as well, like they never made reference to the fact that this could be Adam Cole's final match. I think the fact they put so much salt and pepper onto it it gives me the feeling that he is re-signing yeah and it's interesting because then when you look at kyle o'reilly on this show i mean they gave him that kind of standing ovation but nothing about the actual presentation of kyle o'reilly on this night was that hey this is it for him yeah you know and you can see the difference where yeah he almost got beat down but it was just a basic heel turning on his partner segment after the match which we'll get to and it's just very interesting because they're laying it on so thick with johnny gargano that i think it's it's making my brain lean more towards him having re-signed i would still very much love to see him in aew i know sean posted like have him join uh best friends and everything and i was like i'd really like to see that you know that that really appeals to me but of course like Johnny Gargano has been NXT for a long time, and I, it's not the biggest secret that I'm not the biggest fan of NXT 2.0, but the show would be better with him on it. So I know he'll make a difference wherever he is. It'll just be very interesting to see what that decision is. Yeah, I I, I get the feeling of the years. I don't know for certain, and I guess we'll find out more on Tuesday. Um, but let's, let's talk about the match, actually, before we get into uh, people's ultra chats. We'll end with the main event, um, unlike Rampage. And <laughs> it was the men's war games match of Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And I've written here, Eli Drake, but that's not his name, is it? It's LA Knight. <laughs> versus Tony D'Angelo, Bron Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, and Grayson Waller. NXT Black and Gold versus NXT 2.0. I mean, it's NXT 1.0 plus Eli Drake versus uh, NXT 2.0. He just feel he feels like a weird part of this this foursome. Like it it should have been Kyle. Like I know why yeah. it wasn't, but it should have been Kyle. Should have been Kyle. Should have been Kyle on that side, and on the other side should have been Von Wagner. Have them break up like two weeks ago and just put them we we went through all of this like the possibilities oh, and yeah. the fantasy booking on nxt podcast where you could have them be like no we're friends and then sow the seeds of of dissent between them and oh you got to pick sides and they're like no we're friends we're a tag team and then eventually do the split and have them on opposite sides there's a lot of things that they could have done but yeah la night just seems like out of place on this show and i mean yeah. there really aren't any other options besides a kyle o'reilly unless you wanted to do something like a Roderick Strong or whatever, but then you really wouldn't have any title matches on this show. 
bring down Owens, bring back Owens for yeah. another War Games match. Um, yeah, yeah, it really felt like um, uh, the, that, that end of The Simpsons. And oh, let's just say LA Knight. <laughs> and I um, so I thought this match was really fun. This was a really, really good War Games match. It was I as much as I enjoyed the the opening War Games match, which we'll get onto after the the Ultra Chats thing. I thought this was a far superior match, if only because the psychology was right and the heels had the advantage so that that yeah. made the storytelling so much easier to do within this and particularly because you had the these these young pricks being pricks basically and like it was it's really, i actually i've not been high on him that much but i really enjoyed the way that grayson waller moved around the ring and stuff he had like some moments where he was dipping in and out the two rings and stuff before and like hitting these moves that was smooth as butter he did a top rope uh top of the cage move that wasn't as good as cora jade's but it was still <laughs> really really good you had uh dexter loomis appear um randomly at the in the middle of the match to stop uh trick williams you did have this weird spot though where the heels locked the cage Yep. so that LA Knight couldn't get in. So LA Knight just got in. And I was like, oh, that's a cool spot. But then Bron Breaker comes down because the heels have locked out their partner. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. So the referees are trying to like get the bolt off. And they're like, oh, no, we can't get the bolt off. And I thought, well, cool. Here comes Bron Breaker. And he'll be like, Bron! And he rips it apart with his bare hands. But no, Bron Breaker was also just like, no, give me the tools. I'll try and cut them. And he struggled as well. And I'm like, this is taking forever now. He yeah. eventually gets in. Um, and then like we get into the, the final sequence of the match. But what did you make of the, the first half of it? I thought it was a lot easier to digest than the first War Games match on this show for obvious reasons, being just that the psychology was proper. Like, if you take out the first chunk of a War Games match, you know, then it's just a big cage match. You know, but you got to have the psychology make sense during that first half. And of course, the first match on the show didn't quite have that, in my opinion. But this one did. Now, there there were some things like just randomly locking the door and it not really leading to much other than slowing down the pacing and making things a bit more clunky because, oh, no, we can't get this stupid chain off. That was a little bit of a question mark for me, but otherwise I thought a lot of people in this match really showed out and had a good showing, you know, LA Knight being, being one of them. He ran wild with his finish. I thought he looked good. Grayson Waller had his big dive off the top of the cage. Like there were just a lot of moments throughout this match, you know, Carmelo Hayes and Johnny Gargano got to just wrestle each other That's for like great. five minutes, you know, and I, I guess we're not getting a one-on-one -on -one title match between those two, which I've been looking forward to for like a month. Or, but Or will we? Or will we? I don't know. Maybe. It's still possible, I suppose. But that's what I would really like to see. Now, everybody in this match just kind of like was able to pair off, you know, and, and have have some time to shine. And I like that because it seemed like in the, the earlier match, just it felt like a bit more of a mess sometimes. Like there were just things happening. I didn't feel like one specific person at any point really got highlighted. Whereas in this match, I did. You know, everybody kind of got that chance to shine doing their own unique things. Yeah, I thought it was really, really fun. And when you got into the final sequence as well, when you had Champer and Gargano in there and they did some DIY spots, the crowd were real into this as well, chanting black and gold 2.0. Like they were sort of, you know, both kind of like um, kind of split on this. I actually really enjoyed um, Tony D'Angelo with his swinging net breaker off the top with the crowbar to Pete Dunn. I thought that was a really cool spot. But mm. the, the story of this and kind of like the reason to have this War Games match was so you could have Bron Breaker 
pinned Tommaso Ciampa. Like, and that's yeah. that's a great way to do this. I'm I'm so I'm annoyed that the story isn't being told as well as it should have done. Like, you know, Bron Breaker loses to Tommy Champs uh, at Halloween Havoc, and Tommy Champs schooled him in that match. And if yeah. you'd have had Bron Breaker come and be like, oh, gosh, Dan, you know, well, I'm going to do better, and I win a bunch of matches, and then I challenge for it. But what happened was, he sort of cut that promo, then the next week came out and was like, no, I'm going for the title. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> That's not what you said last week. Um, but like having him pin champs here makes sense to like build up their next singles match, and I think and they'll, which they'll probably do at New Year's Evil, and I think that's that's some really good and that's, a, that's an effective use of the war games. I think so. I think so too. I think the right team won. I think the right finish happened. I have a little bit of trouble when I look at this and be like, it's like WCW in two thousand, where it's just like, oh yeah, here's all the new guys, and you hate them all. Yeah, you know, like. NXT 2.0 is the heel in this feud, and we're just being shown like, oh yeah, the black and gold. Remember how great that was? All these baby faces that you really love. That whole dynamic is funky to me, yeah, but yeah. I understand what they're trying to do here, and for what they're trying to do, I thought they did it well. I still find it a little bit strange that like Braun Breaker never really turned heel. I don't know if he is a heel. He's just kind of on the heel team. And he's really, like, he's about it, you know? He's not like, oh, my partners are dicks, but I'm a nice guy, but we got to fight for the brand. It's like, no, he's just like, yeah, me and my partners. Me and my partners are NXT 2.0. Hell yeah, we're going to beat those old fogies. Like, no, that's not what we've gotten. And I think it's a little bit of a cognitive dissonance thing there, but otherwise, I think this match accomplished its goals. Exactly, yeah. And, and you're right, it's weird because like the crowd were more behind the black and gold team. Yeah, which you'd, ex well, you'd expect. They're the baby yeah. faces. But then that is your audience telling you that we don't like the new thing <laughs> and we just want the old thing back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird because WWE themselves would be like, but the new thing's cool. Like, are you the baddies? Are you, yeah. are you the bad guys here? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into your ultra chats on this situation. If you want to join the conversation, it is wrestletalk.com. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get in your ultra chats to us. Should really have some graphics up on screen, shouldn't I? Let's see if I can find them. I'm just not used to using this overlay. There it is right there. Okay. Matt Hennessy said, part of me still thinks Gargano is staying. Not in denial or anything, but unlike Kyle O'Reilly, WWE played heavily on the fact that he could be leaving, and the fact they addressed his future makes me think he could re-sign and leave with Candice, uh, go and leave with Candice and return to TV next year. The more I think about it, the more I am leaning towards that. Yeah, I, I think it being, like, they lean so heavily into it. Like, they don't do that. They, yeah. wouldn't, they, they wouldn't build up a guy like that just for him to turn around and join AEW a week later. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll be surprised, but... Uh, it's it the more i talk about it the more it's convincing me otherwise the only example i can think of is danielson like danielson yeah. was like you know he had the big old universal championship match against roman like that was pushed as a big time thing but i i reckon wwe probably thought he was going to resign um, i would think so yeah yeah uh, Jonathan Hedman said, overall, I liked last night's show, and although, and probably only Americans will get this, felt like an infomercial for NXT. Matches and some, here are some of the exciting characters that you can see on a typical episode you won't, uh, you, uh, here are some of the exciting characters that you could see on a typical episode you won't please watch. Oh, won't you please watch? Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't quite pick up on what you were going there, Um... <laughs> Lagsham Nirisham MB, I never said it right, said, while it may not be the greatest show ever, it's kind of poetic that in 2021, a Dusty Rhodes NWA concept is still better received than a Vince WWE concept in Survivor Series. While we can wish for more wrestling, to be fair, there's more wrestling in 2.0 than SmackDown. That's oh, not that saying truth. much. Ain't that the truth? Christ I uh, had quite the time listening to you and Pete reviewing SmackDown this week. Show was because, what what a show. What a show, Tempest. Oh, yes. I mean... <laughs> like 40 minutes for that main event segment, eh? Yeah. For a 30-second match. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Like, I, I, as soon... Honestly, once we review SmackDown, I completely wiped these shows from my memory. Like, I couldn't tell you what was on SmackDown two weeks ago. And I could tell you what was on Raw, like, 12 years ago, verbatim. That stuff sticks sticks with me. 
you can tell like I'm, I'm the way that i am i'm a fact checker i'm an encyclopedia for this kind of crap that no one else could possibly care about that kind of stuff sticks with me because it, it, it means something these smackdowns i will never remember because they're dog ass oh i'll remember brock and sammy I'll remember yeah. that for a while. I won't. I'll have forgotten it by January. Seth Brian Jackson said, Luke, I was at AEW Dynamite in Atlanta and brought the sign you requested me to make that said, you know it's all about your balls. But the security said it was too big and I had to be smaller than 8 by uh, 8 by 5 by 11. Our balls are just too big for AEW, Luke. 8.5 by 11. That's just like a yeah, sheet of inches. paper, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it's almost like a, a sheet of A4 is all you're allowed. All right. But thank you very much for the effort, uh, regardless. Um, right, let's get into the rest of this show, because, I mean, there's some things to say about this opening match, right? Oh, yeah. Here's my first note few there are still two rings because i started <laughs> i started this uh, this show today i was like oh i mean this is this is vince now in charge mm-hmm. i could see them just going to one ring but nope nope they still kept the two rings and everything it's also beth phoenix's final show because i guess she's going to be doing some stuff on the main roster with edge against Miz and maurice so she is no longer on nxt commentary and also shout out to denise salcedo who was on the pre-show yeah, yeah denise i hope you don't Hell get yeah. brainwashed by them now <laughs> the brain worm is already starting to creep in yeah i mean i did text her today and she did reply back being like wwe is the best wrestling in the world and i was like that's not even what we were talking about denise i think it's already starting <laughs> to set in uh so it was the women's war games matches of uh raquel gonzalez Shirai, cora jade and katie ray versus dakota kai and toxic attraction let's address the elephants in the room the psychology of this match was balls because yeah. the baby faces had the advantage and it was really really weird i don't want to just harp on this like every time they do it but oh, at the oh, same time oh, I, oh, oh tempest i will yeah but at the same time stop doing this <laughs> yeah, know. you know it's there's a very simple situation where you can fix this problem you know you control everything you can have the heel team just win the ladder match both times you know you yeah. can do that and i'm sorry but like there are ways i'm sure where you can solve this problem like have the heels handcuff a baby face at the start and they can't they're essentially you get rid of the advantage you know at that point the heels basically have the advantage and you just do that and that's basically the only thing i've been able to come up with where it's just like just do that and you can fix it but if you have the baby faces come in and just start beating up dakota kai two on one then you get people chanting for gg dolan and you I have know. people chanting for the heels and that's just a backwards ass match and for some people that sort of thing doesn't matter but for me it does so like i mean like you know shave in the chat here is saying like i think they did the correct side of jolly with uh with cora's injury but the problem is the cora's injury came when they were tied like they had yeah. three on three so then cora does her big table break spot where she leaps off the top when they're tied to like they've got three each in the ring and they've cleared house of all the heels 
And then Raquel Gonzalez got in. And I'm like, now they've got an even more of an advantage. Like it just, it fundamentally doesn't work. Like, so Vince Russo had a boner for this in TNA. Like every single time they did the lethal lockdown, he was like, bro, you gotta have the baby faces with the advantage because everyone's going to expect the heels to have the advantage, bro. So we're going to surprise the marks so they don't know what's going to happen. We're going to surprise them. Problem was, is the end. I mean, they tried it several times, and every time they did it, they rebooked it on the day of the pay-per-view to be, no, the heels have the advantage. Because someone smarter than Vince Russo went, (laughs) no, dickhead, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work when the babyfaces have the advantage. He's like, bro, you got to work the marks. And he's like, no, we don't have... It's been this way for 50 years, and it's worked for 50 years. WWE's problem is they've got two of the bloody matches on the same show. And what they don't want to do is do the same storyline in both matches. So they have to have one of the matches have the babyface advantage. And it's just, it's broken. And it it messes the match up something fierce. And I couldn't get into a lot of this match because I'm like, all I'm watching is just spots. And I'm just watching stuff happen. And I'm waiting for the end of the match. The highlight of this, the sole highlight of this match for me was Cora Jade. Because Cora Jade did this spot where she leapt off the top of the cage and she took this nasty-ass bump on the floor. And she grabbed her arm and I went, this is what happens when you put someone who's green as goose in a War Games match. And I was worked perfectly by this. Because she was there like selling her arm and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is this is bad news. And she goes over to get out of the cage. Io Shirai stops her, snaps her arm back in. And that was when I was like, oh, cool. This is a work yeah, yeah. then. And the whole match was designed to make Cora Jade look awesome. And it succeeded in doing that. Because she was the one that got the win at the end. She had some really fun spots with people. She was the star of the babyface team. And... That is my only highlight I have for this. So I think they did a really good job in making Cora Jade look awesome. I feel the exact same way because not only is the psychology just whack in this match, but it means that I really can't enjoy the entire first half of the match. You know, if, if this was just like, you know, the first five minutes and then things were fine, you could probably disregard that and be like, all right, whatever, moving on. But it's the entire first half of this match. It's like a 20-minute chunk where things just don't make sense. And that's really hard for me to try and put out of my mind because it's so much of the match. Everything after that point was fine because then again, you know, you had Cora Jade who was basically taken out of the match, lying on the side holding her arm. So the heels then had the advantage in that sense. But it's too little too late at that point. But... That being said, I did think that Cora Jade came out of this looking like a star. And that, to me, was like the goal of this match. And I think they accomplished that goal well. So if that's the only thing you're looking at, gold star thumbs up to you. But the other 20 to 30 minutes of this match that kind of felt like a bit of a mess uh, didn't quite do it for me. The other spot that I really enjoyed about this, again, is it's a Cora Jade spot. Because they were really putting the spotlight onto her. Mandy Rose hits her finish on Cora Jade and Cora Jade kicks out of it at two. Mandy Rose looks surprised, but the person who looked more surprised by the kick out was Cora Jade. Like she kicked <laughs> out this movie. I was like, did I just do that? It was a it was a fabulous selling of it. I, I thought she was 
I thought she was wicked in this match. And I thought that everyone played their role as well as can possibly be. Raquel Gonzalez has got a big back and she did that very, very well. Yeah. Uh, it's just the, the I, it was, I struggled to get into the match because it was backward. Uh, but, it, you know, aside from that, thumbs up for all the Cora J stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm taking a massive positive out of this. Oh, hey, Tempest, do you like video packages? Oh, my God. <laughs> This is this felt like an indie show. I know. It felt like an indie show. Like I've been watching a lot of indie wrestling lately, and it's like, okay, we have that match. We're not quite ready. Let's play four video packages in a row. I know. Goodness we got, got a video promo for Tiffany Stratton. We then got a video promo for Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen, who are so manly. Oh, Tempest. Oh. God, they're just ooh, men these, they are. These manly Americans being American men. Oh, yeah. so manly. Uh, then we got a video package, a video promo for Boa. And then we got a video promo for MSK, who are meeting Rob Van Dam this week. <laughs> and then we got Team NXT yeah. 1.0 cutting a promo backstage. I'm like, Christmas Day, we're like stretching this out, aren't we? A little bit. A little bit. And they did it again later. I know. <laughs> it was yeah. just like there were there were more than one stretches where there were like four or five non-wrestling segments in a row, which I'm just like, what is happening? Because like as soon as the first one comes on, I kind of like turn my brain off. I was like, okay, match is over. I can go to the bathroom. I can check my phone, check Twitter, do whatever. And then like I turned my brain back on and I was like, oh my God, they're still going. Like what's what's happening? And then when my, the next one starts after that, I was like, what's really happening here? My guess is, I, and I, I don't think this is like me being a, a, a genius or anything here, the, the cage wasn't above the ring. Like if they'd done this in a building, like a big building, they would have just raised the cage up. They pretty much just had to take this cage down piece by piece, like it was a giant Lego set, and then and put then, it back up later on. I thought it like so, folded up and folded down. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong on this, but that was that was my rationale as to why there were so many like video promos on this show. Um, okay, up next for the tag team championships, it was Imperium versus Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly. I like three quarters of this match. Those three quarters being Imperium and Kyle O'Reilly. I oh. thought that stuff was tremendous. Yeah, this this was a weird match for me because like it. Felt, I've been saying lately that like Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner as a team, their matches are like the most fine matches. Like they are the most like passing grade, but nothing more matches that I've seen from NXT 2.0. And this match was definitely better than those matches. This match actually showed up and I was like, hey, you guys are actually like trying pretty hard in this match. I thought Fabian Eichner had like, oh, this was like the best night of his career. Absolutely. He was in, he was amazing in this match. He just decided that, you know what, tonight's my night and I'm going to go nuts. And more power to him. But, like, this match still didn't reach the heights as, like, the great tag team matches from takeovers of years past. You know, when you had DIY and Revival and and whoever American else. Alpha. American Alpha. Oh, I love that match. Authors of Pain. Oh, absolutely authors of pain you know and then later the undisputed era and mustache mountain and there's so war many raiders. Like, war raiders you know lorkin and birch like there's oh. just an endless list of these great four and a half and above star tag team matches and this one didn't quite reach that height but i think it's where i've just been watching like you know throwaway tag matches on nxt for so long that now i watch this one and i went hey that was pretty good 
Yeah, I, I thought it was a really, really fun match. Um, like Von Wagner stuck out like a sore thumb here because yeah. every time he's in the room, like, shouldn't you be on SmackDown? And in the end, but like also going into this, it was like clear as crystal that Kyle O'Reilly was there to take the pin. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what happened. He was there to take the pin. And after the match, a, a thank you, Kyle chant started. But then Von Wagner tried to attack him. Kyle saw it coming, stood tall. And he cut a promo later in the show, challenging him to a cage match on uh, Tuesday SmackDown. So, yeah, I, for me... I mean, reading between the lines of Sean's post on Fightful Selects, I get the feeling that Kyle is gone. I I get the feeling that he is not re-signing and he is looking at his options elsewhere. I mean, if you're Kyle O'Reilly, I mean, I'm looking at the the writing on the wall. Everyone else is in that NXT 1.0 tag, like War Games match. I'm in a tag team. I'm the young boy to Von Wagner, who's apparently going up to SmackDown or something. Um, Did I say Tuesday SmackDown? Uh, the shows are the same thing like what does it matter it's like it's the same I thing even, i didn't even notice i only say because a lot of people are posting that in the chats every show they do is the same thing it may as well be called tuesday smackdown um yeah. friday so night like, raw if, if i'm kyle o'reilly i'm looking at the the writing on the wall because either you stay in nxt and are nothing or you go to the main roster and go and sit in catering like those are your options yeah I mean, I love Kyle O'Reilly with all of my heart. He's one of the best Canadian wrestlers in in the game, and he's just been one of my favorite guys since I was watching him in Ring of Honor, like you know, a decade ago. You know, he's he's great, and I think he is the least Vince McMahon guy that I could possibly imagine. You know, you think Sami Zayn looks like a paper boy? Kyle O'Reilly looks like a guy, and he's yeah. an amazing wrestler, but he looks like a guy, and I do not believe for one second that he will get a push on the main roster. I don't even think he'll get a three week push on the main roster. No, nope, you know, so, not. and when he's staying in NXT and he's being paired with Vaughn Wagner, and I thought he was going to be the guy that was going to beat Karen cross for the NXT title. And that never happened, but it's neither here nor there. I think there's a lot more for him in another company. And I think everybody knows the other company that I'm talking about, obviously, there's just so many fun possibilities over there for Kyle O'Reilly. And it doesn't really feel like there are any possibilities for him here. Like he's still great. He made the most out of this match for sure. But I think his ceiling is way higher over in AEW. Uh, like a shrug here. Smarch NXT. <laughs> Lousy smarch <laughs> <Smarch> weather. <laughs> Um, uh, as a few people have pointed out in the comments as well, these video promos weren't just to hide the cage being taken down. They were also for the Peacock commercials because it was airing mm. there. So uh, up next, it was a video promo for Jacket. Well, not Jacket Time, but the you know not the Kushida of Jacket Time. Because while Kushida is all about strong style, he's about style strong. Yeah. Writing. Got a video promo for Legado del Fantasma, then a video Brandy. promo for Ruthless Aggression, where I'm sure there'll be plenty more rewriting of history. That first mm-hmm. series was a fascinating bit of WWE rewriting of history. It was it was brilliant to watch just for WWE's rewriting of events. It was f- absolutely brilliant TV. Yeah, and that's how I kind of look at it. Like, Because I, I was talking last week about how I really enjoyed uh, Breaking Ground, the video, uh, the video series that they did on the network like five, six years ago, where they went through that first kind of class of NXT people like the Baron Corbins and people like that. And it would really did a good job of framing that whole 
Florida lifestyle of all those people. Really loved that. That being said, it was my favorite show because there wasn't WWE retellings of history. Because I can't yeah. watch their documentaries with a straight face. And just oh, yeah. like Bruce Pritchard pops up on the screen. And I was like, all right, let's let's uh, let's put on the truth goggles here and, and watch these <laughs> with a, a different lens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a fun show. I just, I don't, I don't like people who lie to others. Well, do you know what? I, it's it's the same thing I've always said about Pritchard's show. Pritchard's show is fabulous if you just yeah. if you know that he's telling a lot of bobbins. Like yeah. if you tell us to a story and you're like, okay, that's probably not what happened. Then it's a very very fun show. Yeah. Um. Uh. We got announced that it's going to be Zion Quinn versus Santos Escobar on NXT this week or Tuesday SmackDown, and then we got man you want to talk about the differences between nxt takeover and nxt 2.0 the theme song for this event was idk and offset shoots my shot <laughs> like this takeups was like rob zombie and slipknot and all of this and there's a code orange and now it's Puppy. this and the, exactly and now it's this i'm like man this is not triple h's baby boy anymore no not at all not at all. And it really does change the whole vibe of things. Like, it doesn't feel... It's too clean. The white building. I need this to be dark and grungy and underground and, and Slipknot playing. and just whatever. It's not my NXT up, anymore. Up next, it was the hair versus hair match. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Grimes won. Decent TV match. Um, I thought Duke's selling of the hair shaving was pretty good. Yeah, I really don't have anything to say about this oh. match. It was fine. It was fine. It was a match. You know, it didn't feel like a like a pay-per-view match. You know, huh. it just kind of felt like a TV match. And it was a fine TV match, but it was a TV match for sure. I love that every single hair versus hair match needs to end with a roll-up. Because you need the reaction. Oh, God. What, what am I going to do? And I, I was almost certain that duke hudson was going to get the upper hand on cameron grimes and like shave cameron grimes bald anyway just because that would be such a main roster thing to do but mm. thankfully no they just had duke hudson get his head shaved and he's gonna have little tufts of hair sticking out because that's again just what you do and i'm sure he'll look like a very nice suave bald man come tuesday's smackdown some men can do it well yeah. um we then got video promos for the Got this video promo for the Grizzled Young Vets where they trick a guy into helping as they steal his credit card and then order a load of takeaway food on it. This is an old one. This one's from like three weeks ago, too. I, I hate this so much. I hate it yeah. so, so much. Tempest, I hate it so, so much. I know yeah. you, I look, I know you, you're sick of hearing this because you, you do the NXT podcast every week, right? You and Pete have ranted about this. I don't get to do this. This is a very rare it. occurrence of me talking about, I hate this so much. What have they done to my beautiful boys? I hate it so, so much. There's nothing. You don't need to add gimmicks on top of these lads. They are a gimmick. You don't need to be adding like, their crooks and this crap Ocean's 12 bobbins on it. Like This is bad. This is bad stuff, and I don't like it. <laughs> bad, bad writing. This is a bad wrestling product, and I don't like it. <laughs> Luke bad. just becomes me, you know, when he <laughs> when he comes on this show. And I, I appreciate it very, very much. Because hell yeah, man. Like this is the 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 great heel tag team that doesn't need to do stupid dumb comedy segments. 
But because this is NXT 2.0, everyone has to do stupid, dumb comedy segments. And that applies to these guys, too, even though it shouldn't. Ludicrous. We also got a video promo for Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro, who are here to oh. rage out. At, uh, oh, the... I love to go and rage out. <laughs> rage out. We have also had it confirmed by people younger than I uh, that kids don't say that. That is something that yeah. WWE have made up. And we got the video promo for Draco Anthony. And then we got Tempest favorite wrestler, Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong for the Cruiserweight Championship. This match got good. No, I'm gonna set that. I'm gonna scratch that. I'm gonna sorry, strike that from the record. Uh, this match had something to talk about uh, mm. towards the end when Harland went to attack Ivy Nile and uh, Gacy stopped him, and then Roderick Strong uh, retained. Commentators really put over Gacy in this match. Like, oh man, like Gacy really showed what he was about. Like, he just got caught up in his own message. That was the reason why he lost this match. But like, oh, he really showed that he is a great wrestler today. And on any other day, he could possibly win the Cruiserweight Championship. I've, I've, I've said my piece on the, the Joe Gacy thing. It's it's crap right to censor. And they don't know what the... The right to censor had a good punchline. And yeah. Joe Gacy doesn't have a punchline. And that's the that's where it doesn't work. Right Center was one of the greatest wrestling factions of all time because they had a punchline and it was punching down. Um, but it was punching up rather. And this is just punching down. And punching down is not fun. And mm. I think it, it's a bad look for the company. It's a bad look for him. And the match was it's all right, I guess. It was fine it was fine when they got to wrestle each other you know but like to me gimmicks in wrestling should elevate the matches it should give your wrestlers a more emotional connection because maybe they're a little bit bland maybe them as a person are not like the big character so you put a little bit more flavor a little bit more sauce on it you give people something to latch on to you give them a catchphrase you make it easier to create a move set you do whatever this is the opposite, where instead of elevating the matches, it makes the matches worse. And I hate that because I already don't like this character because of the stupid promos and everything and the terrible writing. But, like, he goes in there and he starts smiling when he's in a Boston Crab. And he goes and he's trying to hug Roderick Strong. And he, he goes and he's like, no. Harland, this is conflict resolution. We do not harm people, whatever he said. It doesn't matter. But it's just, like, what am I watching? Because I know Roderick Strong and Joe Gacy are both good wrestlers. And if these two guys main evented an indie show, they'd probably go 25 minutes and tear the house down. I would rather see that, personally. I know some people would probably disagree, but I would like to see that. I'd like to see the good wrestlers do a good wrestle. And I'm not getting that whenever I see Joe Gacy in the ring these days because of this dumb ass character. Do you know what you are getting uh, to see on this show, though? What am I getting to see on this show, Luke? You get to see someone take a dump. <sighs> sure do. Yeah, no, no literally. I'm not, I'm not even kidding here, folks. If you didn't see this, uh, the one that isn't Kushida in jacket time. Zero. Yeah, he did a poop. Yep. Literally, he, he ate too much food and he pooped. He went to a toilet and they played poop sound effects. I I, I hate this. Hate hate uh, to to quote Pete Quinnell. Hate that. I was on the phone with someone while I was watching this show, 
and we were like, is this the worst thing that's ever been on WWE programming? Like, it's short, and it's... No, no, I, it's the, not the, as... The Oshirai, as we yeah. start thing. I realized quickly afterwards that that was hyperbole, and that was an exaggeration. But it was the dumbest thing on this show by quite a bit. <sighs> like, uh. he, he pooped. Like, he... He ate too much and he poops. That was that yep. was that was the segment. Poor Kashida. stuck with this yep. dork. And he's called yep. Jacket Time. Then so depresses me. Okay, and this okay, this is the last thing we get to talk about as well. Um, yep. but this really made me laugh. We've got a promo for Raw, right? And they're announcing all the things that are happening on Raw. Like uh, an, a Ms. TV segment with Edge. So tune in, folks, Ms. TV. Mm-hmm. There's a women's title match between uh, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan, which I think is going to be terrific. And there is a main event of Big E versus Kevin Owens, a rematch from last week inside a steel cage match. Not just any steel cage match. As the promo put it, a rare steel cage match. And at this point of the show, I thought, I've already seen one cage match. And I'm about to see another one. And then Kyler Riley cuts a promo and challenges Von Wagner to a cage match on Tuesday. I'm like, I'll have seen four cage matches in three days. These don't feel oh, that rare. They're not that rare. They're four really not three, that rare. Four in three days. Oh, it's a very rare steel cage match. Tune in to Raw. Like, I want to know at what point during the day they came up with the idea of doing a cage match on NXT. You know? <laughs> Because you gotta write that promo package for Raw at some point. I need to know the order of which these things took place. Oh yeah. Uh, so that was NXT take it. Nope. NXT not takeover war games. I'm just so used to putting it that way. Uh, what yep. did you make of the show overall? I thought it was like a mild thumbs up, but a thumbs up for sure. I enjoyed the main event, no doubt. Uh, I thought the opening match was a bit wonky and then everything else was like it was uh not everything else because i didn't enjoy the joe gacy match i'll be honest but otherwise it was like better than you would get on an episode of nxt because they actually allowed people to go out and wrestle you know it wasn't just a bunch of five minute skits so that was a thumbs up but it didn't feel close to a takeover and that just kind of makes me sad because takeovers have like the best track record of any series of wrestling shows ever, you know? So it's a step down from that, but it's a step up from NXT. So it's like right in the middle kind of area. I would give this show a three out of five. Yeah. I think it's a solid three out of five. I enjoyed the, the, op- I enjoyed enough of the opening match. I, cause I thought the Cora J stuff was tremendous. So I enjoyed enough of the opening match. I thought the tag match, as I said, three quarters of it was great. And I thought the main event was pretty rad. I thought the main event was really, really fun. The rest mm. of it felt like a regular episode of NXT TV. So it didn't mm. feel like, like you said, like it didn't feel like a takeover match. You remember like when we used to get takeover matches and it was just like four and a half star match, four and a half star match, four and a half star match. And then there'd be one match that didn't quite fit. And yeah. that would be like a, a two, a three star match or something, like a two and a half star match. You'd be like, ah, oh, if only that hadn't been there, it would have been like a perfect show. This was a show that had uh, one four and a half star match and then a bunch of those matches. Right. So it just like, it doesn't, it didn't feel grandiose like a takeover as usually would. However, I think you and I might be out of step with the rest of our uh, audience because 
41% gave this a four out of five and 32% gave it a three out of five. So it is like, it's very much in the middle, but it is weighted more towards the four out of five than it is anything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, fair enough. You know, if people, if NXT 2.0 fans really enjoyed this, this show, more power to them. You know, I just, I looked at it very much that same way. Like I enjoyed the tag match. I would say the tag match was like the second best match on the show. Yep. Pretty much because of Fabian Eichner and, and, and the other two members of this match that were good. But yeah, the rest of it was just like, I can't look at the, the Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson match, which was just like a fine match with nothing really special about it. And then the Joe Gacy match. And then the opening match was just so baffling to me. Like those three matches are more than half of the show, you know? And I really like the tag match. I really like the main event, but everything else was like average or worse to me. So I'm putting it more in the middle, kind of like just like a three, not like a high three, but just a three. I'm excited as well because uh, winning what won the poll for and uh, Russell Talk extra which is the podcast that ollie and i do over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk is nxt takeover london and the reason why i'm excited to review that show a i was there for it live uh b it was like at the height of my nxt fandom as well like Mm -hmm. it was when i was super duper into nxt um but it's also the takeover before like it's the takeover that period of takeovers before takeovers became must see events yeah. Like they were every few months or whatever it was, they were they were good. Like usually be like, I mean, it was way better than anything the main roster was doing. But it wasn't like that run of takeovers you got where like every show was like, oh my god, a five out of five classic. It yeah. was just it was just a period of time where it was like, man, this is better than anything the main roster is doing. And yeah. I'm so excited to go back and re-watch that. Because I remember being super into the Nia Jax-Bailey match because I loved Bailey so much and I had a horrible feeling Nia Jax was going to win. And yeah, I- I'm-, I'm really looking forward to re-watching. Uh, and I- I- yeah, I'm-, I'm excited to review that one. It's- it should be a lot of fun for you guys. I mean, like you said, it's before that really big wave of takeovers, you know, once... I would probably say about like 2017, 2018, like when the Undisputed Era showed up and you could just have like classic tag match, classic North American title match, classic main event match. Those were guaranteed on every show. And then it was like, if you put in the extra two matches that were also great, you'd get like the the absolute top tier of takeovers. So it's still tough. It's before that, but it's right when they started taking takeovers on the road too. You know, it's like you just had Brooklyn a few months before, and that was like the first one. But now this is the second one where you get to now have a takeover, not in front of the, you know, uh, the full sale audience. Yeah, that's right. Because that's that's really cool. I'd forgotten about the X. They did Brooklyn. And then the takeover that came after that was back at full sale. Like, I remember when, like, they announced Brooklyn as well. Like, the crowd booed it because they were like, no, we don't want to take over anywhere else. This is our thing. We mm-hmm. want it here. And Kevin Owens cutting a promo on them being like, you want this brand to grow, but you don't want it to move out of full sale. And then they went back and it was respect, wasn't it? That with the yeah. Sasha Bailey rematch uh, back at full sale. And then here we were going back to London. And then they went back to full sale again before they started touring it all the time. I'm super duper excited to rewatch that show. Also, I was there. <laughs> I can tell the story about how I bought tickets. That was terrible. And mm. how I lied to get better seats. 
Hey. Lies make baby Jesus cry. Um, we've only got one more ultra chat to read out here uh, from Sadie Degenhausen. Hey boys, so sad not only Johnny leaving, but also Kyle and Beth to a lesser extent. NXT 2.0 just got a lot blander. War Games matches were fine. Loved the Dr. EO spot. Missed having y'all's live reaction to keep me interesting. L-I-W, Luke, D-A-D. Um, yeah, I... I don't think you'll be too fine there. I don't think you'll be too ba um, banana shaped there because I think Gargano is staying for me. I, 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 if I was, as I said, if I was a betting man, I'd say that he's staying. I'd also say that Kyle is going. And, you know, Beth is going to go to the main roster and I think she's going to have a fun little tag match with Edge, uh, with Miz and Maurice. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I don't think it's a given that uh, that Johnny is leaving. I think it still could happen. By, by, by all means, I think it could happen. But we will wait and see for what the future holds because you never know you never know with this wacky world of wrestling of ours you know anything can happen but that is all we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk podcast thank you all so much for joining us today um we'll be back tomorrow with the review of raw with that <gasps> cage match so rare to see a cage match these days on wwe tv even though I've just seen two of them. Um, so we'll be reviewing that. And then on Wednesday, the regular NXT hosts will be talking about NXT 2.0, the follow-up to this one. I'm sure we'll have a lot of updates on Johnny Gargano and his future with NXT there. Uh, Thursday will be the AEW Dynamite review. What's booked for Dynamite this week? Uh, you always put me on the spot with this sort of thing. Uh, the Dynamite uh, oh, Diamond the Battle, battle yeah. Royal. Diamond Battle Royal, yeah. Um, and um, John Silver versus Danielson. John Silver and Danielson is on the show. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's something else. There is I know something, there's something else, else announced, uh, but I can't recall. Can't recall what it is either. And then on Friday, myself and Denise Salcedo back together like Renegade Masters uh, doing the Team Danuk show. Thank you all so much for watching. We will see you then. Take care, everyone. Where's my end video? Bye. Jam that jam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.